Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Governor Jeff Landry's administration has declined to accept millions of dollars in federal assistance to extend the summer EBT program for low-income students. South Louisiana food pantries and advocates for nutritional programs are really uh, ramping up and preparing for more people that they know will be seeking assistance uh, this summer. Joining us is Natalie J. Rowe, President and CEO of Second Harvest Food Bank. Natalie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I always think of you as Sheriff Norman, and thank you for all the ways you've helped Second Harvest. It's been my pleasure. You know I'm a big believer in the in your mission. Um, so give us the backdrop of this decision and, and and do we know why um yeah um i just have to say we're really really concerned we did see the statement by the department of uh, children and family services that every child deserves a safe home and a pathway families deserve pathway to self-sufficiency we completely agree we completely agree that's the goal uh, we did unfortunately we were not consulted when this decision was made we were sending letters and having our advocates sending letters to ask please 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 for the governor to accept this this is 71 million dollars the state is losing uh, that really has no strings attached apart from some administrative funding uh, that the state would have to kick in anywhere from 2.5 to 7 million dollars so it really was a win for our kids and by turning it down i don't know what um, is gained. And we have to think about this and the, um, you know, as we think about how inflation is affecting our families, the fact that food costs are at a three decade high, so families are struggling, how difficult it is for our children in rural areas in particular to access programs in the summer when they get free and reduced breakfast and lunch. And this is really um, a fantastic program because that money also gets spent in our local grocery stores. So it was an economic boost. Is this a lack of understanding of the need? I think so. Um, I think so in a lack of understanding of, of what this program was supposed to do. So, for instance, we're going to ramp up what we do. We're going to double the amount of meals that we put out through our kitchens. Um, but even with that, we're going to reach maybe 3,500 children to 5,000 children. There are 117,000 children just in South Louisiana who are food insecure. 
Uh, and again, I think, you know, part of the misunderstanding was this program started during COVID. Um, and so a lot of folks think that post-COVID, we don't need it and it needs to sunset. Um, but what we haven't thought about is that the effects of COVID are still with us. We still are paying more for groceries than we ever have before. Um, you know, housing is so high. Families are struggling. It's what we hear on a daily basis makes people so unhappy with the economy. That's the reality of their lives. And to me, um, we should not, we want our children to be self-sufficient. And the best way to do that is to make sure they are prepared to learn. And having good nutrition is the way to do that. It seems to me if the federal government reacts like they do in other cases, that when you have a state like Louisiana who do, who rejects receiving this benefit, they they spread it amongst the other states who are willing to accept it. Absolutely. Happen. Absolutely. <laughs> so, There's no benefit so to Louisiana. It, so it's not as though they're making a national economic impact on this spend. It's going to be spent. It's just others are going to take advantage of it to the detriment I, of I, the folks here. You are absolutely right. And we have the highest rate of uh, child food insecurity in the country. So there is a challenge here. I know a lot of folks say, well, what about obesity? But as we know, if your family is limited with their income, they buy calorie-dense, less nutritious food. Um, so there's you got to disconnect the obesity piece from the good nutrition. What we're really focused on is good nutrition for these kids that are going to position them to fulfill their best potential. But I think you're absolutely right. We turned this down. No benefit to us, no benefit to anyone in Louisiana, um, benefit to other states. Yeah, if you would indulge me for a moment, um, you may have heard me tell a story before, Natalie, and it really opened my eyes. Um, I, I guess it was probably eight years ago now, nine years ago. Um, I had a Thanksgiving week summer bank uh, summer band program. I mean, a Thanksgiving week uh, band program uh, camp for the kids that we had um, in the Band of Excellence that I started with the Sheriff's Office. And it mm -hmm. was a particularly rough holiday for me having lost. A good friend of mine lost his daughter, and, and I was there uh, with him when it happened. And uh, it, it, it was a, a rough time. And I remember coming back, and I had a bunch of letters from the, the camp, uh, the, the kids that attended the camp. And we really went over the top for the kids with the uniforms and, you know, backpacks and some other stuff. And we were very excited. It was one of the first band camps that, that we had conducted. And I thought and fully expected that the letters were going to be about, you know, all the little things that we gave them, right? Mm -hmm. The quality of the band instruction and everything else. Well, how wrong I was. Because without exception, every letter thanked me for the hot meal that we served to these kids during that band camp. And it, yes, I remember. And it, and it blew me away. How connected I thought I was to communities within my own parish, I didn't know it. 
quite frankly. I can't say it. And I think we're all there, right? It's really hard for us to picture people not having enough nutritious food to eat. It just seems like how could that possibly be the case when there's such abundance of good food in our country, and especially here in Louisiana where our food culture is so strong. Um, But it is, yeah, I mean, you know, so, the story you tell is about caring, right? Um, and and I'm well, so, it's, it, and it's I, about I it's about understanding. I mean, I was so yeah. wrong uh, about what my expectation was. I was, I'm, you know, at first I was embarrassed to tell the story. Quite frankly, uh, yes. with good reason, uh, because it, in almost every letter, the kids articulated that the only hot meal they get is typically the one at school, and when yes. they're not at school. They don't have a hot meal. So when they go on summer break, no hot meal. When, you know, when they're on Thanksgiving break, no hot meal. When they're on Christmas break, no hot meal. And, it, you know, uh, and, and I know these children are not lying to me. I mean, it, it, was, they, it was just so sincere uh, and so innocent, um, you know, in the way that they you articulated know. it. We partner with a lot of schools. One way we get food to children is in our school pantries, and our principals and guidance counselors in those schools actually identify kids that are exhibiting the signs of not getting enough good food. So they're either sleeping or they're agitated because they've had a boost of sugar when they come to school and nothing else. They actually see the physical signs of not getting good food, and then they so they partner with us to try to send home some basics for the family. So, and that's what this this program does. It's money that gets spent in grocery stores. So, a family can go into a grocery store and buy basics that make the whole family. And I love that because that returns a dollar seventy three into the local economy. So, yes, I love what we do, and we're going to do more. We're going to double it. But if you can get double or triple the benefit of these federal dollars and stimulate that local uh, economy, and I have to tell you, grocery stores are struggling too. They're paying these inflated um, costs. A lot of our rural grocery stores are closing down. Here in Jefferson Parish, we got approached by Councilman Lee because there's no grocery store in Avondale and Wagaman, and we're sending in what we call our mobile market to provide groceries for folks because they can't get a bricks-and-mortar bricks and store to locate there. So that's the environment we're in. Um, and, and I just yeah, I mean, I, and, and, and I guess sometimes because, you know, what kind of irritates me here is that it's 13 Republican-led states that have made this decision, right? And mm-hmm. we, we, we tend to do this with this kind of um, conservative gang mentality sometimes. Um and oftentimes, and and I'm guilty of this as well. And but in 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 a, in a hope a more productive way, I I'm critical of the of the administration and the management of a number of these programs. And it's always because sure. we short we short sell the amount of money that we're going to put for administration, and we don't go about it in in a meaningful way. Uh, so, for example, you gave a range of uh, two and a half to seven million dollars. If it's at seven, that's ten percent of the gross amount that would be distributed here in Louisiana. That that may seem a little high to some, but because of the nature of what uh, is having to be done here, maybe not so much. 
But it's mm-hmm. interesting why we would fear this and we would focus on, on that um, as opposed to trying to figure out based on the sector of the population that we've identified, whether we use the Alice Means test, you know, that you're so familiar right. with or, or anyone else, any other uh, measure, um, there's no one, no one that, that can argue and debate the need. It, it, right. You know, so it just it just kind of drives me a little crazy uh, when we look the gift horse in the mouth like this and we walk in the opposite direction. I wish we wouldn't take a political lens um, to things like this. Uh, you know, the same as you said, if I could figure out, I tried to understand, I've read all the statements about the decision to turn it down, and I'm trying to work out and what is any benefit that this brings to the state of Louisiana, this decision. And I can't find anything. Uh, So to me, whether you do it from the standpoint of understanding that children can really use this help, or whether you do it from the standpoint that, you know, here's federal dollars coming into the state and you want to accept them because why not? You know, even if you disagree with the theory, um, and we all have different thoughts about this, about why the administration makes these decisions, um, do you know what I mean? Why would you turn down yeah. this money that it doesn't, there's no upside to it for the state? So. Yeah, uh, it, it, it just kind of runs counter to common sense here on so many different yes. fronts. And because yes. they're going to redistribute this money to other states and they're going to make a bigger impact in other states in, in dealing with their impoverished children in their state. And kudos to them. $71 million is a lot of money that could be spent in our local grocery stores. Um, and, and I just hate that it's devastating to the kids, you know, the, the 300,000-plus children in our state um, that risk hunger every single day. Uh, and I'm just so sad about that. And, and I do hear that there are some attempts. I don't know if they can be successful or not. To ask the governor to reconsider, bring some legislation to the floor. We're certainly supportive of all of that. We're we're happy to talk to the governor and the administration at any time about what we see, um, and to make the case that we make, uh, you know, can make for this. Um, so, I'd like to believe there was some chance we could reverse this, but I don't know that there is. I think actually is tomorrow the deadline. Did I read that somewhere? I, think I, may have I read don't that know about that. that. There was a deadline in mid-February, which I thought we passed because the oh, announcement maybe, maybe came out did. just before yeah. that. It may have uh, been last I Friday. But I do hear that there are a couple of folks that are, are trying to do something at the state level. I don't know from the federal perspective if, if it can even fly. I really don't know. Um, so, Natalie, let's pivot for a second. Uh, let's talk about the state of the state of second harvest. Um Mm-hmm. I got to imagine, you know, when, when the economy uh, and folks are stressed, it, it, it's harder uh, for you out there to solicit what you need in, in order to uh, be able to deliver the services that you deliver. So we've lived in interesting times, right? We we got a lot of support, and, and some of it from the federal government, but a lot of support from private individuals, too, during covid um, and during the disasters that we face. But once, you know, as COVID resided, uh, you know, into our past, receded into our past, 
um, there was a feeling that we should be getting back to normal. We felt it as well, and that the need would somehow go back to what it was prior to the pandemic. And unfortunately, that hasn't happened because inflation is has kept that need at a much higher level than it was before because things aren't in the economy back to normal. People are paying more for their groceries than they have for three decades. You know, housing is costing an extraordinary percentage of household income. So there's, there's less discretionary money to choose to get that produce uh, for your family as opposed to a cheap bag of chips um, and ramen noodles and the very basic things. Or you may not be able to afford transport to get to a grocery store, and so you're buying something at the convenience store down the street. So, yes, uh, it is difficult. And when things like this happen where, you know, $71 million um, get shorted from the state and folks are asking us as they are, what are you going to do about this? We're going to do what we can, but we can't we can't plug that gap. Um, I, I just have to say. I am so thankful for the generosity of this community in South Louisiana. I'm so thankful for the support we get. Um, but we we can't replace seventy one million dollars worth of lost food. Yeah, and and that would have been I, I would think if we really had an interest in doing the due diligence on this issue before we made the decision that that would have been valuable information. Yes. And again, we're happy to talk to uh, to anyone in the governor's team. Uh, we we tried to reach out as much as we can before the decision got made to say, please, please, please take this. Um, and obviously, weren't successful. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see whether or not the, anyone can make any headway uh, on on this issue. But uh, obviously, there are going to be significant challenges, and hopefully, our community will rise to the occasion again. Um, I'm typically very confident of it, but I I do think that people's discretionary uh, spending is going to be hampered uh, in yes. 2024, and I think 2024 is going to be a tougher year than most people think. Yes, and, you know, we have more than 200,000 people that send um, donations into us on an annual basis, and most of them are those $5 or $20 gifts that help us uh, do the work that we do. And you're right. For those families, this is tough, and those donations, we've seen them decline. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, it'll continue to reveal itself, and but hopefully uh, we'll rise to the occasion. Natalie, thank you so much for joining us and highlighting the challenges uh, of this decision, Um, and we'll see where this plays out. Thank you so much for your advocacy for the people and the children of Louisiana. So thankful for your leadership. Thank you for what you do as well. Natalie J. Rowe, President and CEO of the Second Harvest Food Bank. We'll be right back, folks. We'll go to the talk lines, 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Give us a shout. 
We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, folks. We'll go to the talk lines. Irvin, you're up. Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, it is becoming harder for me to remain Republican each year now. I'm a Reagan Republican. I don't understand the rationale of my party anymore. So these these guys are going to hurt kids, you know, that need this food and nutrition. And we have this uh, legislative session right now that's going after uh, two more ways of uh, capital punishment. You know, we already got lethal injection. So they worried about two other methods of putting people to death. Uh, you know, I don't understand their rationale. I would like a special session to address insurance, the highest insurance in the country, auto. Just this morning it said when you move in this state, your auto insurance is going to double, your homeowner's insurance is going to triple. We have the second highest per capita population at or below the federal poverty level. You know, let's address that with minimum wage. Let's get the minimum wage into the 21st century Possibly the help wanted signs will come down, and possibly the people on the sidelines will stop looking at government programs and go to work. You know, just practical uh, things that we need to do. We have the highest sales tax in the nation, which is affecting poor people. I'm watching to see if the legislature is going to sunset that temporary sales tax that they put on the books about seven years ago, you know. It's just practical things. Education. Let's get the teacher's salary to the southern regional average. And maybe we'll move off the 47th and 48th spot in the nation in education. I'll give it to you. Well, I don't disagree. I mean, I, I you know, I have some very close friends, um, and myself included, uh, um, and I've said this, sometimes it's easy to vote. My good friend says it's sometimes easy to vote Republican, but it's hard to be a Republican. Uh, and because of the very nature of what you just talked about, there are some things that we do that are counterintuitive. 
It's almost as if we take action to the detriment of our own constituencies to send a message. Thirteen Republican-led states did not participate in this summer electronic benefits transfer program. Uh, they, are, they are characterizing this as going to be permanent. Well, it's not permanent. You know, if it only, it's only permanent if Congress allows it to be permanent. Uh, the fact of the matter is they're just going to redistribute the money. They'll redistribute the $71 million to the other states that are willing to take it. So they're not accomplishing much of anything anything, and trying to send a message to the federal government that, that they believe that this is wasteful spending. And, and it's not as though, and you so um, articulately outlined, the need. I mean, the, you know, the data is the data. Uh, and there's no one that can attack the data. And... You know, I use that same data all the time. In this country, we have over 40 million people that live below the federally identified poverty level. And I think you're right. I think we're only second to the state of Mississippi. And, you know, so the it, the the need is identified. I, I don't know if we would be less than as Republicans if we took the money. And it's almost as if that that's the friction. Your thoughts, Irvin? Well, you tell me now. No one's going to go hungry, okay? And this has been the argument with, with welfare programs and, and food stamps and whatnot. So what's going to happen to these kids that are, that are going hungry? Are they just going to sit at home and, and be hungry? No. They're gonna, they're gonna, some of them are going to gravitate to an activity which is criminal, you know? Uh I think right now what's going on with Landry uh, is this uh, idea that we have to follow Trump, you know, with this, this certain line, which is against the people of the state. Now, what has happened in the past with me? Like you said, I'm going to vote Republican because I look at what's on the other side, you know, and I see how things are running in New Orleans and Baton Rouge and Shreveport. And I'm like, I guess I have to go with the lesser of two evils. But the Republicans have totally disconnected, you know, what we need to do as a state. Pay your teachers. Get your education out the bottom. Pay minimum wage or better. And so people will go to work, and the help wanted signs will come down so we can move people by their own accord out of the poverty level. I'm not for writing checks out to people, but you got to help kids out. you got to give them a decent education. you got to feed them, you know. You hold them account- accountable for any criminal activity, but you got to give them a running start, especially when they're going against the, the rest of the nation. Look at the kids that are leaving our state once they use tops and get a college education. You and I both know that this state has been in negative population growth since 2000, and the only thing that is kind of keeping us above water is immigration. You know, because people are leaving the state. They're, they're flowing out of the state. So hopefully the Republicans do some common sense. That's why I'm a Reagan Republican. Common sense methods to improving things without giving away the store, holding people accountable. If we start paying teachers, and I'm a retired teacher, at the southern regional average, we're going to hold teachers and test scores accountable to that. We're not just going to throw money at the problem and walk away from it. Again, I'm going to give it back to you. 
the accountability stream's got to run through everything, <laughs> no matter how the, the source of the fund works, right? Um, You've you got to be able to have a deliverable, and it's got to be measurable, and it's got to be fair, and it has to be balanced. And unfortunately, we get caught up in this ideological warfare, and we get so we can't see the forest for the trees any longer. And it and it's one of the reasons why uh, I'm having a very difficult time in dealing with this next presidential election because the neither in my view we have two bad choices right now, and and I don't know how else to say it. We have one that's con- totally consumed with himself, and we have another one that's totally consumed with ideology, and and you know. Neither one of them is leading us to the promised land or leading us to a place that's going to be better than where we are right now. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this ultimately plays itself out. Uh, The Republicans are willing to give up the store for the sake of electing a one-term president. That's all he gets is one term. And we're not sure... That if if we are successful in electing Trump, whether or not we're going to be able to hold on to the Senate and the House. And I don't know about you, but I'll take the Senate and the House before I take the executive branch. And, you know, it, it's uh, it's just one of the one of those things that I feel very strongly about it. I'd like to have all three, but we're not getting that with Trump. They in no way know how that's going to happen. And, you know, and, and we will suffer. We, we will suffer as a party. And that anybody that wants to, uh, to, to stand up and speak out against what this guy is trying to do to this country, talking about Donald Trump, not Joe Biden, they, there's an attempt to cancel folks. Yeah, well, what about? What, I don't care about the what about Biden. I'm trying to improve our own party. Our own party needs to improve. We need to look at ourselves critically in the mirror and understand and getting a better understanding as to how big can we make this tent for Republicans. You know, and as a fiscal conservative, social moderate, they're leaving no space for for me. Um, I don't know where you lie on on the social issues, Irvin, but they they're leaving no space, and and it's crazy, and it and it and it's not going to benefit. Uh, the party in the long term by any stretch of the imagination. Thank you so much for the call, Irvin. Have a great weekend. we got to get to a break. Uh, we've got a couple of callers on hold. We'll come back to them right after the break. Stay with us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. A lot of folks on a text line wanting to recruit Irvin to run for public office. Let's go to James. James, you're up. What say you? Yes, how you doing, No. Good, and you? So you're talking about uh, Hunter Biden in Ukraine. <clears throat> I just want to remind you of the story that Biden told out his mouth on TV how he was over there in Ukraine with a suitcase of money and that if they didn't fire that guy on the board and hire Hunter, now, he was getting on the plane in the hour and leaving, and he said that if you don't believe me, call Obama. So I know people probably don't remember that, but it might ring a bell in some of people's minds. But uh, that's the story. Biden came out of his mouth, and he told it on TV. Well, in, uh, James, um, not to be combative, but in all fairness to Joe Biden, that's not actually what he said. There was a prosecutor who was trying to prosecute officials uh, that worked for Burisma. And they thought that he was corrupt. And the way that it came down is that Biden said, unless you fire the prosecutor, you're not going to get the money. Um, The end game was the same. It was all about the salvation of uh, the officials at Burisma uh, because they were – they had a target on their back as it, as it relates to that particular prosecutor. Yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously a lot of smoke there, James, uh, as it relates to this whole situation. It doesn't get any clearer. I just told you about some of the uh, testimony by uh, Joe Biden's brother where he says he didn't even know that the money that he was receiving from the intermediary, Rob Walker, uh, who uh, was running one of the Hunter Biden companies that it was even came from a Chinese energy company that they were doing business with. Uh, so he gets a $40,000 check. I mean, no, he got more than that, excuse me. Uh, didn't even know that it, 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 uh, the source of the funds was from a Chinese company. He just simply calls up Mr. Walker, according to Mr. Walker, and says he needs more money. Uh, can he send it? And Walker allegedly says, well, I, I have to talk to Hunter. He calls Hunter, and Hunter says, yeah, send him the money. Uh, and not long afterwards, the um, um, James writes a check to uh, Joe Biden for $40,000 and identifies it as a loan repayment. No, no, one, is, no, one, no, one, no one has produced any documentary evidence of a loan at all. James claims that he would go to his brother, Joe, who was a public servant for the last 40 years, and the most he ever made a senator, I think, was $178,000 and uh, was buying, borrowing tens of thousands of dollars from Joe. No documentary evidence, and he said he did this repeatedly. He would go to Joe for short-term loans and would pay him back shortly thereafter, and um, 
you know, would 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 send him a check or send a, a check to one of the other Biden children that were out there. And it seems as though none of them knew where the source of these funds were. And in fact, some of them said they didn't even know why they received the money. I mean, I don't know so about your family. Nobody that, question where the where they getting this money from. That's not how it works in my family. I don't have people that are writing no. me checks and saying, "Hey, yeah, you know, we just we think you need the money." Here, here's uh twenty thousand. Here's forty thousand. Uh, oh, this is for a loan repayment. Well, I don't remember loaning you any money. Uh, you know, I I don't well, know. I mean, it, it, I, I just say follow the money. They're gonna they have bank statements and. They have money well, flowing I mean, all, all over of, the place, but it'll be interesting. They have all kind of red flags. The IRS got all kind of red flags, you know, that that, that popped up on the Biden family. So I'm sure there's something somewhere else. But, uh, you know, you were talking about Trump, and, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but uh, we got – we in a pickle with Trump and Biden, but, I mean, we can't go with Biden anymore because he don't even know where he's at half the time, and – uh I mean, 70% of those recently polled said that they think or that they believe that Biden is too old to to hold the presidency. So I I don't think he's too old. I don't think he's got uh, Alzheimer's or dementia. You don't know where he's at. That's pretty compelling when you think about it. James, thank you so much uh, for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's go to Reverend Wallace. You're up, Reverend. Yes, I'll take them all if I can get a loan for that. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. If I can get twenty thousand all along. <laughs> but 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 Joe, I wanna say thank you, man. Uh you said something. I would hope and pray that uh, the governor would take that seventy one million dollars as you said, the minute he turned it down, it's gonna be distributed to somebody else that'll take it. Uh, uh you know, uh Habitat Humanity, I mean there's a lot of places that he could if it's let some of the charitable organization and the uh, that, that deal with the community, direct the churches and different stuff like that, put a set a system up where they can draw from that coffer and, and have data to prove that they're doing what they're doing with it. I think the money could be well spent, and it certainly needs to be did to some of the people that's on the lower line of poverty. And it's going to hurt a lot of uh, families, uh, uh, single-parent women and kids that uh, don't have parents, the parents are on drugs and stuff like that. So it's going to hurt. It, it could have been done to the schools. It could be given to the schools. Uh, that money should not go back to the government because the government ain't going to do nothing with it but just give it off to somebody else. And I, I agree with you 100% that the Republican Party, the Ronald Reagan Party, uh, I've been a lifelong Democrat. I'm an independent. But I do believe in the two-party tiers. I am totally caught off guard how the Republican Party is operating today. It doesn't even seem like the Republican Party. That, that that I grew up to know as a Republican Party. They don't stand for anything no more. They just do anything. And they're so unorthodox. They just follow uh, this man off the cliff. Uh, it's sad to see that we have come to arrive in this country to that point. Uh, everybody know Biden is not in his right mind. And you don't, you don't have to be a doctor to realize that. You could just watch his mannerism, his shivering and everything. And we, we do need somebody else from the Democratic side to step up and uh, – you know, even if it's Galvin from California, somebody needs to step into the race. I applaud Haley for sitting there, staying there. Maybe something might happen. I mean, you know, she ain't all that, but she's better than what we could get with him. Trump Trump will sell his country down the barrel to communism, and, and we don't need that. Putin is a murderer. He's the most heinous, evil person you can get. He's worse than Saddam. So we, we need to do something uh, from both sides, Democratic and Republican. And, uh, and this democracy is staying 
the real people need to stand up and vote. Vote. Thank, thank you so much, uh, Reverend, for the call. Appreciate it. I don't necessarily, I don't okay. agree that that uh, Trump would take us to communism. I don't believe that for a, a moment. Um, I, I just think Trump's about Trump. Uh, Trump's about Trump first. Um, the monies that are being donated to his PAC and otherwise he's utilizing in order to pay his legal bills, I think he's running a scam, quite frankly. He's not being honest to his constituents and his donors as to where this money is going. This money's being consumed by him, and it's not going to the Republican Party. We're not uh, funding funding and financing the ground game in the states in order to gain back seats in both the House and the Senate, as well as um, governor's mansions across the state, as well as state state legislative bodies across the country, whereas the Democrats are doing just the opposite. And... You know, that that is dangerous. That is incredibly dangerous. So every dollar that he sucks out out of this economy, uh, you know, the political economy, so to speak, is one less dollar that's going to the party and one less dollar that's being spent on all these initiatives that I just outlined. They would have you believe that it should be all about Trump. That is not a ground game that's going to be successful uh, in the long term for the Republican Party. And for those reasons, I don't want to be any part of it. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Folks, when we uh, come back after the top of the break news, we will visit with Jacques Thibodeau. He is the new director of the Governor's Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Preparedness. He will be processing the request made by the state of Texas. An official request has been made to help in uh, support of uh, the border operations by the state of Texas. And uh, we'll find out uh, about the scope of the deployment, the mission, the duration, the cost, and uh, when is this likely to happen. And then we visit with Debbie Villio, Louisiana State Rep, about the crime special session. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 